Time for Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken loves talking about breaking mobility news, while Sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology. So ready or not, the opinionated duo with the futuristic twist, here's our host, Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of America's premier mobility news and technology talk show, Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken Chester and Sasha Little. Hello! Locked, loaded for another hour of consumer information and technology news. Yes. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, call or text the Roadworthy Drive line, 872-222-9793. For email, it's ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, connects you to the show. You know, I almost feel like we need to say welcome back. Welcome back. Right, because, I mean, they stayed here for hour one. Mm -hmm. We're now in hour two. But, you know, Sasha, some people might just be tuning in for hour two. Just for me. That's a thing. For Tech with Sasha. Could be. That comes on later on. Yes, it does. All right. This hour, it's news from the parts bin, as well as another as a look, if I can talk, it'd be okay, <laughs> another emerging electric vehicle company from China. Another one? Another one. We'll talk about oh, it. This one's goodness. got traction, and it's got... It's got rep. We'll, okay. We'll explore. All right. As always, as you just found out, we round out the hour with everybody's favorite geek at my co-host, Sasha Little. And speaking of Sasha. Yes. Hey there. Hey there, How sir. How you doing? Uh, you know what? Mother Nature has chosen not to give me that white stuff. Mm. Uh, so I am doing grand. I mean, the temperatures are not 70 degrees. No, they're not. Uh, hello, California. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's been relative. It's not Arctic cold out there. Not yet. Stop! Stop it! Stop Just it! Just saying. Just stop it! Just saying. Stop it! Mm -hmm. But it is. Uh, by the time everyone hears this, it will be the end of the holiday season. Well, we'll halfway through the uh, the holiday season. We are indeed. So you know, those of you that are in like uh, consumerism, you understand that the holiday season, quote unquote, goes from like October. To March. Seems that way. Right. Because mm -hmm. you go like October, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Christmas. So well, go ahead. What do we got? Me, let me come at you a different way from part from the part spin. Oh no. Um we have talked about the changing of factories. We've reported on GM closing factories, yes. we're doing restructuring. Yep, yep. What if I told you a major automaker? Mm -hmm. is opening a brand new assembly plant in Detroit. Okay, when you say brand new, are they repurposing like one that has been abandoned? Yes. Okay. But so, as far as building vehicles, that plant has never done that. Oh, okay. So they are completely like gutting out the infrastructure that's there mm -hmm. and repurposing it mm -hmm. entirely. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're saying a major car manufacturer. Major car manufacturer. <sighs> Major, have we talked about them lately? No. Do we talk about them in a positive light? Uh, I plead a fifth. That'd be a no. I'm going to go with Chrysler. You're right. No. Fiat Chrysler plans to open a new assembly plant. They're actually going to convert an idled engine factory oh. into an assembly plant. Okay. To add a new three-row Jeep SUV to its lineup in 2021. Is it going to build a new three-row Jeep Grand Cherokee in 2021? They're going to convert Mac 
Avenue Engine 2, which has been idled for six years. That's not bad. No. It's going to add 400 new jobs. Only 400? I'm sorry, but I just that just seems you low know, to me. For... Considering how many jobs GM is about to cut in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You take them where you can get them. Oh, no, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, um, given what a plant, you know, the plants are shutting down, they're saying, you know, thousands of jobs are going to be lost. Mm-hmm. And this one is repurposing a plant, 400 new jobs. I mean, that's just kind of... Heavy automation. Welcome to the future. Ah, that makes sense now. Sorry. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Fiat Chrysler will also retool Jefferson North across the street to make way for the next generation of two and three row Grand Cherokees. So in other words, this is 400 jobs over and above, but no telling what the refurbished plant, which has been open since 1992, is going to add as well. So it could be more than that. Now, let me uh, peck your automotive history buff mind real quick. Okay. Didn't Jeep try a three-row, like four uh, four feet per gallon? Called the Commander. That's what I thought. The Commander, right? Yeah. And it got about like ten years ago. Four feet per gallon. Well, you know what? <laughs> that was then. Right. This is now. Right. Uh, and when you look at the success of the GM Suburban, uh, the Chevy Suburban, GMC, you know the Tahoe. Yep. The, the Tahoe. Uh, the Yukon, the Yukon XL, the Denali versions of those vehicles. Right. Ford's Expedition, which was redesigned. The uh, uh, Lincoln's Navigator, which was redesigned, and. Fiat Chrysler doesn't have one that big. No. I mean, the Jeep is probably three-quarters of that. So a three-row Jeep, uh, in addition to the Jeep truck, based on the Wrangler that's coming out, too. Yes. And we'll see what's up with that. Um, This is where they're making the money. Jeep has been growing like a weed. This is where Fiat Chrysler future lies. Ram pickups and Jeeps. And they look, and they want to expand Jeep quite a bit. And that new cherry, uh, the Grand Cherokee. I mean, that's been pretty popular. It is, but there's a next generation coming. Where in it's 2021. a twenty twenty one re redesign, complete redesign. Do you know if they're actually going to accept the fact that electric vehicles are becoming a I'm thing? I'm not there. Are you? <laughs> I'm not, not there. Let oh, it go, Sasha. Oh, I'm not there. Beautiful job, beautiful uh, job, Chrysler. But I'm going to throw something else out <laughs> since we're on their Made in America <laughs> tip. Which is, you know, another one of my pet hot subjects, uh, Made in America. Yeah. Here's yeah. his auto supplier who's also adding jobs. And it's a point I want to make. Okay. These jobs, however, are in Tennessee. And this is brand spanking new. Oh, they're like Little building town, a new f- facility? Oh, they've already built it. Oh, okay. Uh, Marysville, Tennessee. Oh. Uh, Denso uh, Manufacturing. They're an electrical supplier. 335,900 square feet. It will assemble advanced systems, and this is the thing I want to point out, for automakers shifting from electric and autonomous, I'm sorry, not from, shifting to electric and autonomous vehicles. Right. The company hopes to make the facility's primary manufacturing center in North America for electrification and safety systems. And Did, this is more your speed. Okay. How much do you think they spent? Uh, <laughs> you're going to take away your notes? That's I am. not fair. No. Okay, so for the are we talking about how much they spent for the building and for the- The imp- investment, which is building, equipment, training, everything. Okay. Oh, gosh. 
I'm going to say in today's market, it's, can I give you a roundabout? Give me. It's got to be over five hundred million. I don't want to uh, say a that, billion, that's but cute. I mean, uh, let me help you. Yeah, a billion dollars. No, and it's going to add a thousand jobs plus. A billion dollars. Welcome to the auto industry, Sasha. Nothing a is cheap. Billion that dollars. Is, that is why new manufacturers are so hard to get a hold. It costs billions with a B, plural, to operate in the auto industry today. Uh, several hundred million dollars, don't cut it, even at low volumes. If you're going to be a player, that is why you don't see more success stories like Tesla. Look at the billions of dollars he spent. And now, he's just now starting to make a profit after 15 years. Okay, now riddle me this, though. Is uh-huh. that just true for like um, it, here in the U.S.? Because no. in no. in China, I mean, we talked about the amount of startup companies that were doing these electric vehicles. And the successful vehicles. ones that actually break through spend this kind of money. Unlike, you know, a couple automakers that we have talked about here. I got nothing for you. Do you not? Not a thing. Even the one that never broke ground on the part that they were going to break uh-uh. ground on? Behave now. <laughs> Be nice. I'm being for, nice. Because Day Future at least got to the plant. <laughs> they built one prototype. They did. It caught fire. <laughs> they... They ran into they trouble, they, and they still went through $800 million. Uh, 800 what? Million. So almost a billion. Yeah. And that was only million. half of what they were promised. Now, you realize that I could live, and my grandchildren could live off of 10% of that money. Uh, 1%, but who's counting? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't yeah. want to be greedy or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying. The auto million. industry wow. is capital intensive, which is why these announcements are precious, particularly in this uh climate in this regulatory climate right now right that uh actually the fiat chrysler plant actually has more of an impact than the tennessee plant because i guarantee you the fiat chrysler plant's union the tennessee plant is not uh again is that union going to be learning about electric vehicles or maybe hybrid vehicles i got nothing for you i I mean i'm just saying because it's great that they're putting this money in but but the union's not putting in the money it's the manufacturer no what i'm saying is manufacturers putting this in i mean are we talking about hybrids electric vehicles or are they still Uh, got their Tennessee plant remember what we talked about just now right they are going that way when we return i introduce you to the biton m bite electric suv don't go anywhere Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Now there's a new gasoline from the man who wears the star. With better gasoline mileage, trust your car to the man who wears the star. Get new Texaco Sky Chief, the new premium gasoline. The nearest thing yet to a perfect gasoline. New because computers help Texaco find a new formula for gasoline. For you, this is what makes it new. Better gasoline mileage. 
see the man who wears the star, you'll find it pays to say Sky Chief. Get it only at this sign where... You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright, Texas Coast Star! This is your spot for the latest mobility news and technology, Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for tuning in. We're Ken Chester and Sasha Little, at the wheel and on the road. If you're a regular of this program, you know that we work really hard to keep you abreast of the bevy of new vehicle manufacturers that are working to launch new vehicles in the marketplace, most often than not, heading for America's shores. Now, for this segment, may I introduce you to Byton, that's spelled B-Y-T-O-N, a growing Chinese company that has launched the impressive Byton M-Byte, and that's B-Y-T-E, electric SUV. What do you think about that, Sasha? You know, I am all for, but I mean, you got to give me a little bit more specs because as you know, my heart has recently been torn between Workhorse mm-hmm. and uh, Bridion. Yeah, but Workhorse, for the most part, was more commercial. Bridion was more retail. And uh, in fact, we'll talk about them in a minute. All right. Um, getting this from... Um, all things EV dot info. They, oh, I love they them a lot. Yeah, they actually compared this new SUV to the Tesla Model S and Model X. Now, the M Byte and the K Byte were recently introduced. The K Byte's the smaller version. Okay. Uh, at the LA Auto Show last month, and I'm hoping that we may get a chance to see it. If not in Detroit, definitely in Chicago. And if we do, I'll have pictures of it, and I'll be sharing more about that uh, in a few months. As we basically, the thing of, that differentiates Mbyte, okay, is the amount of people and the type of people <coughs> that are working there. An all-star management team: X BMW, oh. Infinity, oh. Renault, oh. Tesla, what, and Apple talent. You. You had me until the last one. Hey, I know how you feel about the fruit, but the fruit. it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so give me the specs on this SUV. Okay, the M-Byte's going to have a start. It's five passengers. Eh. It's all electric. It is not a hybrid. Okay, all right. You uh, have me It's going to come standard with rear-wheel drive and a 71 kilowatt battery hour, uh, kilowatt battery hour battery, which is pretty good size. Um, the all-wheel drive version comes with a 95 kilowatt hour battery. Which will give me what kind of range? Hold on. (sighs) It's going to give you level three autonomy out the box, followed with the ability to upgrade to fully automated within a couple of years. Nice. They don't just call it a car, but they actually are billing it as a next generation smart device because of its high level of connectivity, innovative user interface, and uh, their words, digital experience. And what are the costs? They're looking at $45,000. That's not bad. Which is really not bad for what you're getting in the scheme of things, considering that even 10 years ago, let's see, the Lexus RX300H, a 2006-2007, 10 years ago, hybrid would have run you $52,000. Okay, now again, what kind of range is it giving me? Um, You know, they do not tell me that. Do they not? They like at all? Not. I'm looking for it. I don't see that in my notes, but that's okay. If they bring it to Chicago, I'll have the goods, and that's a promise. Mm-hmm. Now, 
they because of the talent they've got, yeah, and because of the seven hundred million dollars they've raised so far, and as we've talked in the last segment, you know that's kind of installment money. But the fact that they could at least get that to start ain't too bad, and they're going to need a lot more. Now, Rivian, uh, Sasha's favorite, the shot, one of my favorites, yes. Also, great products, money coming in, yeah. top level leaders, but. Bear in mind, the two challenges they have is, yeah, you've raised less than a billion dollars, but you're going to need three or four times that much money to get this thing to market. And that's anybody. I mean, here's my thing. They don't necessarily need to get it to market so long as they get it to my driveway. Yeah. Well, they're going to need to get that much money to get it into production. I mean, can I just take the one that they're showing off? No. Why not? uh, Because one, it's a prototype, which means most of the parts are handmade and not built for or tested for actual durability, use. actual use, and long-term drivability. So when they were talking about like what it could tow and its capabilities and so on and so forth, that wasn't because they actually put it through the paces. That was just in theory. They would have, but again, hand-built parts, a lot of computer testing, and some actual prototype testing. But there's a long ways between building one And being able to build it job after job after job and make it last, it takes a while. All I'm saying is I only need one. No, because (laughs) you don't want the first one they built. No, I'll take... You really don't. No, I'll I'll take, like, number 20. No. You want probably... 200. You probably want the 10th or 15,000th one. What? It's called product smoothing, Sasha. But then everybody else will have one. No. In an industry that sells 17 million new vehicles, I doubt... Everybody will have one. Aww. Look at how long Tesla's been in business. How many Model S's have you seen? Oh my gosh, so much. Well, okay. How but many? I live in the boonies, though. How many? <sighs> one, 10, 20? 20. Okay. Over a period of how long? Year. Same one? No. Okay. Well, I certainly hope not, unless they're like changing the color. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. It's a mood ring meets mm-hmm. car. Could be. Could be. Um, you're not going to like this. Uh, with this, with Biden, no. while, they, while they said Tesla was an inspiration, uh-huh. they said they were more actually inspired by Apple. I just, okay, wait, wait, how would they be inspired by Apple? Does Apple have a, I mean, I know they've got an autonomous vehicle program. That's but- not where they're going. The issue is how it interacts with folks in terms of class, ability, uh, panache, if you will. Okay, Bear, yeah. bear in mind. One of the guys on their team worked on the development of the BMW i8, that expensive little roadster that's gorgeous. Yeah, that's all, gorgeous. Excuse me, all electric roadster. Yeah. BMW i8. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Uh-huh. They're not lightweights, folks. And that's the big thing. Uh, he came to Biden because he wanted to make a difference. They wanted to focus on what they're calling affordable luxury. His words, despite the fact we came from BMW, the focus wasn't going to be on speed, but performance. The rear-wheel drive Biton, the rear-wheel drive one, okay. 269 horsepower. The, 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 the all-wheel drive, uh-huh. 469 horsepower. Okay. They're planning to be a global uh, brand from the start. So we'll see how they do. And like I said, if they're in Chicago, and we'll know in February because that's our annual trip, uh, we will gladly report on it to you and show you actual pictures that we'll load to the website and et cetera. Next up, 
It's Tech with Sasha. It is! Find out what kind of technology has caught her attention this week. <laughs> Sit tight. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Glad you could spend some time with us. For those listeners who want to learn more about the show, visit RoadworthyDrive.com. Pictures, video, and so much more. Sasha's recently updated the website with some exciting new features, and I'm going to let her tell you more about it. <laughs> okay. Truly. So here's what we have added. Um, I decided um, after talking with a few of our listeners and exchanging some emails that they really wanted a place where they can go that would allow them to see the articles that I pulled up either for the tech with Sasha or what the show pulled up uh, because Facebook would kind of bury it on the page. And so I decided to do a time with Sasha and that's going to have the wheels of non-consent videos. I'm slowly loading those up. And then it's also going to have the links of what I collected in order to bring you the tech with Sasha segments so that you can learn more. Yes. Ah. So um, that's basically what I've added. It is slow going. Um, and obviously, since you're listening to second hour, you're going to get tech with Sasha. But should you want to share it with your friends or listen again or listen again, the Roadworthy Drive podcasts are, of course, available on roadworthydrive.com. Mm -hmm. We're also on Google Play or uh -huh. Blueberry or, or even Podcast IA. That's right. Podcast IA. Yeah. Our friends over there. So where you go, we can go with you. There you go. And you want to be sure to check that out. You'd be glad you did. Now, without further ado, it's time for Tech with Sasha, featuring that always opinionated, sometimes caffeinated, geek out with a 100-watt smile, Sasha Little. It's a 1,000-watt smile. I, I personally paid for the upgrade. Wattage. Did you know? I did, actually. That explains the electric bill. Bing. Go ahead. Okay, so today, um, for my uh, Tech with Sasha, I chose to do segments on fear. And fear? Fear. Fear? Fear. Kind of like riding with your teenage kid who's learning how to drive? Oh, gosh, yes. That's fear. Like that. And you know what? That is an excellent point there, Ken, mm -hmm. because I attest new parents teaching their new child how to drive is almost compatible with the fear that they feel with an autonomous car. My wife refused. I ended up teaching each of our children. Uh, if we get to know each other better, you're going to be teaching my children because uh -oh. I refuse. Oh, my. But um, it is one of those things where people are truly scared of autonomous vehicles, of electric vehicles, um, of what's coming in the scared? future. Yeah. It's technology. It's technology, but it goes almost against everything that they have been brought up i don't know about that do you have any recent examples of this fear i, I actually 100 do uh recently and you talked about it in one of the roadworthy drive minutes that the people were actually attacking the autonomous vehicles that's true i mean and that is taking fear to a whole new step however <laughs> if you want to get real real uh recently elon allowed a, a and short that's Elon ride Musk, right <laughs> yes well Elon people may Musk. not know who you're talking about so do they not hey when i mentioned the boring company 
I uh, think they know which Elon I'm talking about. Not necessarily. About. We have some new listeners that are joining <laughs> our program that may not be up to your level of snark. <gasps> right. Okay, so Elon Musk created the Boring Company, and yes, boring, as in snore, boring. But, but. they are doing anything but boring projects. Okay. He decided to do the underground, uh, for lack of a better word, tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he d- gave a short ride to some media personnel. So what makes this tunnel so special that folks would be afraid? Ah, uh, the ride itself? The man describes it. They had to go down this narrow pathway um, that was not very well lit. And he talks about he gets into this Tesla model that specifically originated for the the platform. And for the autonomous. And autonomous. Mm-hmm. And they go, I think it was like a little over a mile. A little over a mile. Mm-hmm. Right. And at first he talks about the fact that, you know, they get in. It was kind of, um, it, it was kind of cramped in there. But the, the Model X wasn't really like a skate. Um, but the riders would ride in like their electric cars while the autonomy drives them, right? Yeah, but now they're talking about not just wandering through it like highway speeds. When this thing is up and running, yep. they're talking this ridiculous speed of one, 155 four, miles an hour. That's one, scary in and of itself. 155. Autonomously, people. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm frightened just yeah. thinking about that. Yes. Underground. Right. Yeah. And... What, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Uh, according to Auto Week, their journalists who actually got to take a ride, uh, they rode and it was wavy. The ledges that they were on were wavy, not flat. So he actually th- thought that the Model X was going to bounce them off mm-hmm. while at the same time banging off the curbing. What? Yeah, he, a- he actually said, and this is uh, a quote. It was more terrifying than it was revealing. Uh-huh. How fast do you think they were going? Uh, I think that they were saying right at 45 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. not that fast at, not that fast at all compared to what it's but supposed wait a minute. to be. So, let me get this straight. I'm in a tunnel. Yes, you are, sir. In the dark. Yes, you are, In an sir. autonomous vehicle. Yes, you are, sir. Uh, sort of bouncing against the walls. <laughs> yes, you are, At sir. about 45 miles an hour, which is not exactly freeway speed, uh-huh. but it's above running you know in a neighborhood speed right so i can't control it no and i'm running for a mile yeah Um, i'm not afraid yeah yeah here's the thing this guy stated that the driver because it wasn't fully autonomous they were just giving them a rough idea right Mm -hmm. the driver had to keep grabbing the wheel as the bouncing and banging got increasingly more violent wait a minute so there's a wheel in this autonomous vehicle there was actually a wheel Uh, like a steering wheel uh, a human safety driver there was a human safety driver yeah and regular listeners know how i feel about that (laughs) right another example people Completely worthless. But here's my thing. He also ends, I mean, while he says that it was terrifying, he also ends it with, did the first steam-driven automotive automobile have terrified reporters? Yes. Screaming like teenage girls? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. The horseless carriage used to scare horses. Well, it, it scared people. Indeed. And people didn't think that automobiles were ever going to be a thing. What? women? Automobiles <laughs> are a thing? Well, I mean, kind of. Ah. Kind of. Ah. So... 
that gives reason for technology as it is developing. But what should you actually be scared of? Uh, tunnels underground and autonomous vehicles going at 155 miles an hour <laughs> that you can't control bouncing off the walls. Actually, that to me, yeah, I'd be there. Uh-huh. I'd uh-huh. be there. Well, when we come back, I mm-hmm. am actually going to explore something that obviously not you because you don't have a f- cell phone, but mm-hmm. most people actually have willingly have in their cell phone, mm-hmm. on their computer, mm-hmm. and most times actually on their uh, smart speakers. Have what? You'll find out. Oh, my. Yeah. It sound, now, that sounds a little scary. Uh-huh. Are we dealing with some big brother issues again? Uh, Definitely big brother, except they come across as Betty Crocker. What? Yeah, they come oh, wait, across wait, wait, as like Donna Reed. Betty Crocker, though? Nothing. Nothing. At least you didn't say the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> then we would have had some issues. Mr. Marshmallow. I, no, no, no. I love some rolls. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to see what's on your mind mm-hmm. and what we should be terrified about. If this, what you just shared with Elon Musk, your buddy, wasn't terrifying enough, more tech with Sasha when we come back. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. This is the fourth and final segment of hour number two of Roadworthy Drive. Ken and Sasha coming at you. <laughs> but don't worry, we're both wearing our seatbelts. While there's so much I can say, the suits have suggested that I don't. So with that, it's back to Tech with Sasha. So here we go. Um, as I hinted to last segment, mm-hmm. um, I was going to tell something about, I mean, I told you about a few situations where people are taking their fear to a whole new level. Yeah. Underground autonomous vehicles bouncing off the walls at a high rate of speed. High I'm rate of speed. 45 miles an hour. It is without a driver. I, I, 45 miles an hour and the driver was there and having to co- uh, take control sa- of the vehicle. Safety driver, thank you very much. Yeah. Completely worthless. Yeah. Um, you lost me like you lost any and all capabilities of me actually test driving this when you said underground mm-hmm. like no yeah no safety driver how... useless no yeah Thank you. so anyway let me tell you about a few things that you should be concerned about and scared about if you want to get all in an uproar what's about... in my salad <laughs> well you're making a point you are romaine I mean... lettuce Right? You can't have romaine lettuce. Uh -uh. Yeah. And if you don't know where it's from, leave it alone. (laughs) They're very specific about that. So as some people may know, may or may not know. Stuff that goes bump in the night? Stop it. Well, it could be scary. It could be. But you know what? During the night Mm -hmm. when your phone is shut off, Mm -hmm. Facebook is still gathering your information. See there? Told you. Stuff in the night goes bump. (laughs) Scary. Bumpity bumpity bump. Uh-huh. So as some of you may know, back in uh, March slash April of this year, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was uh, had to testify for almost five hours for the Cambridge fiasco. Mm-hmm. Right. And he affirmed that, you know, him as a company and Facebook was not, you know, they were not... Uh, compromising their user data that they took their people uh the the users of facebook to heart and but he also said something very very important he said facebook 
is an advertising software. Say it ain't so. Right? Surprise. Right. Wow. So. But what what does that mean, though? Well, here's what it actually means. How do you think that Facebook pays for itself? I thought it was free. Right. It's free to you. It's Mm -hmm. free to me. It's free Mm -hmm. to anybody who happens to want to. it's free, though. Right. But how do you think that they pay for Facebook? And it, I will cue you in, people. Wait, it's wait, not wait, wait. with donations. Those... <laughs> Didn't I see a GoFundMe page? Just saying. No, no, oh. no, no, sir. No, um, it's not with those ads. That, Indiegogo. Well, that's it. That that's what I meant. Are you gonna stop? No. That's no. Stop it, Indiegogo. Um, but what my point is is that it's not with those annoying ads that kind of pop up either on the side or while you're actually work uh going through facebook Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if you've noticed but the ads when you're actually on facebook on your computer are actually less than the ads when you're on facebook on your phone i didn't know that and there is a reason for that why is that such because they are fishing your data from your phone okay what do you mean again no no let's back up what do you mean by that well Zuckerberg, if you have the actual Facebook software on your phone, Mm -hmm. Facebook has the ability to read, confiscate, analyze any messages that you exchange. Private messages? Private messages. Excuse me. uh, What part of private? What part of if you want a private uh, message or a private uh, conversation, you Mm -hmm. need to do that in person? What? Yeah. Yeah. It says right on there. Wait a minute. So you're telling me Facebook lied to me? They did not lie. It is right there in the fine print that you clicked OK Mm. when you installed the software. Oh. When you installed the software, it is right there. That that five five, reams of fine print. Yes. It is there. Now, here's something. That was back in March. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let's jump forward to November 29th. Mm-hmm. Facebook might not sell data, but internal documents actually suggested that it had certainly considered selling user data. Okay. Now it suggested it was um, it was actually seized by British lawmakers. Okay, mm-hmm. that they are saying that uh, internal uh, communications said that between 2012 and 2014, while the company struggled to generate revenue, in one case, an employee suggested shutting down data access unless companies spent $250,000 a year to maintain access. What does that mean, maintain access? Maintain access to the data of Facebook. So in other words, let me get this straight. They were looking at companies having access to data about Facebook users yeah. that they would have to pay to have access to. Yes. But you also said, if I understand you correctly, that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So again, comes around full circle to the question you asked earlier, how are they getting paid? Well, let's, let's go even further, okay? This comes up on December 18th. Okay. December 18th, Mark Zuckerberg is in hot water again. Because? He actually allowed Microsoft, Amazon, Netflix, Spotify, and Yahoo, 
we're able. Oh, I know some yahoos. <laughs> we're able to misuse Facebook users' personal data, and actually allowed them to, um, including private messages, contact information for the users' friends. That was also previously known without the user's explicit consent. All right. I'm thoroughly confused. Did Facebook sell its information to these companies? Right now. Or just give them access? Right now, they are stating, um, as far as the news agencies go, there is no evidence that they actually sold. Okay. So why would Facebook do this if it's not monetizing it? I know, right? Just a big question. It is a big question. They just gave it away. Okay, here's another question. Go ahead. Do I, as a Facebook user, have the ability to opt out at all? No. So I can't opt out of any no, of this. No, you cannot opt Short out. Short of deleting Facebook, I can't opt out. And even if you delete Facebook, that is a very extended process anymore. Indeed, but it can be done. It can be done in theory. Excuse me, in theory? In theory. I have got an old Facebook account that I've been having trying to be get deleted for over a year. Okay. So in in my personal experience, in theory, it can be deleted. All right, but let's be clear. Mm -hmm. Facebook is one of a number of companies yes. that we interact with either through apps or social media. I mean, you've got Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, All... a whole bunch of other things we've never heard of that also are interfacing with us that we are providing information either willingly or unwillingly. And also farming our data. That concludes this episode of our program. Be sure to tune in next week when we do it all over again. Bye-bye. <laughs>